Imagine twin Earths, each the image of the verdant globe on which we live. Imagine these two worlds forever separated by a limbo of interdimensional space. Identical planets evolving separately across the millennia, each witnessing the birth of man, then the dawn of civilization. And finally, the beginning of the age of superheroes. On one world we'll call Earth 2, the superheroes begin to arrive in the early part of the 20th century when a rocket ship brought the star child Kal-El to safety. Kal-El begins his career as Superman in the early days of World War II as the first of the great heroes. Soon he was joined by other heroes and they joined forces to form the first super team in history, the Justice Society of America. Thus the two worlds knowingly coexist, one inhabited by the familiar Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and other heroes of the Justice League, and the other Earth by the original superheroes. These are the legendary members of the Justice Society. to Earth 2 in the Bronze Age, everyone. I'm so glad you could join me for this episode. Uh, as I'm sure you're aware, we've had a bit of a hiatus, and for that, I apologize. Life just gets you sometimes, and you just gotta, gotta focus on other things, and that's kind of what happened. But I'm really happy to uh, get an episode out for you. Um, we're up to All-Star Comics number 63, Covered it in December 1976, and our credits this time are Paul Levitz as the writer, Keith Giffen penciler, inker Wally Wood, colorist Carl Gafford, letters by Ben Oda, and Joe Orlando as editing. And uh, honestly, I don't see a lot of Keith Giffen in this. I see a whole lot of Wally Wood. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Giffen just sort of did layouts. And loosely penciled things, and let Wood, uh, Wood finish this up, uh, giving him more of a uh, more of the look of the book. And uh, I know the next couple issues are definitely all Wood. So that said, let's uh, let's get back to things. Just a quick recap: uh, the Justice Society defeated the Vulcan. They were they had encountered uh, this Xanadu guy from Lemuria. And uh, he's captured Sierra Hall, uh, Hawkman's wife and former Hawkgirl. Uh, Superman's been thrown in a volcano. Power Girl has been uh, uh, pushed into the Earth, uh, leaving the team in disarray. And uh, that's where we're going to open this next uh, this episode and uh, get right to it. Here we go. All-Star Comics number 63. Uh, the cover has Solomon Grundy fighting Power Girl, uh, Wildcat, and Hawkman. And we've also got the Fiddler fiddling along. Solomon Grundy will smash you all puny heroes 
and then the Injustice Gang will take over the world, adds the Fiddler. Uh, the use of word balloons on a cover, we don't see that very often anymore. In the bottom corner, we also have a large red arrow pointing to, you do not miss the death of Dr. Fate. And we see uh, Kent Nelson, that looks to be in bad shape, uh, laid out on a uh, hospital hospital situation. Alright, let's get to it. Heroism, a combination of nobility and bravery. Two qualities not present when Wildcat attacked Hawkman seconds ago, but despite that, this is a tale of the all-star super squad, and the worst is yet to come. You have failed your teammate Wildcat and earned a place in of honor in the Injustice Gang. Now kill him while the Fiddler plays his doom. Roll Call, Hawkman, Wildcat, Power Girl, Superman, Flash, Green Lantern, Star Spangled Kid, Iron Man, Dr. Midnight, Dr. Fate. The Death of Dr. Fate. Side by side they stood, rescuing the people of Tokyo from the ravages of Xanadu's chaos powers. Only now, one has fallen. Fight it, Cat! You know it's the only the Fiddler's music! Speaks Hawkman. No. Mumbles Wildcat and the other has fallen under a spell. No, the song says you must die. See, my British ally, how my music inflames the savage, makes him forget who is his friend. All Grundy see is stupid cat and bird fighting. Where Green Lantern? You say me could kill Green Lantern. And so you shall, for as the plan builds to a crescendo, the whole Justice Society will fall to us, and we shall each see our foes dead, your enemy, the Green Lantern, and the Flash, who has ruined my life, and the Injustice will dance on their graves. And the two uh, heroes continue to fight, and in Wildcat's head he hears, crowd cheering, gotta win tonight, no matter what it takes, gotta. I have him now. He's lost in a dream. He'll play the finale without ever realizing that he isn't in a fight ring. Muses the fiddler. The hypnotic notes that had filled the air begin to fade, leaving a sudden silence. The stillness that reeks of death. Huh. Hey, hey, Hawkey, what you doing down there? Get, get up. You want to do all the work? Fool, he will never rise. He is the first JSAer to suffer the revenge of the Injustice Society, and you, the instrument of that revenge, are the next to go. Instrument? You mean like I, I, I killed him, and you made me do it with that crazy fiddle of yours? You lousy creep! You made me kill my friend. There's one good thing, though. If I'm already a murderer, I won't have to waste any time feeling guilty about killing you. B back off, muscle-bound cretin, or I'll play a tune that will paralyze you with pain. You're too late for that, Fiddler. I may be getting a little gray, but you're still a one-punch knockdown for me. A boxer's fists are considered lethal weapons in a court of law, and Ted Grant retired from the ring as undefeated champion to wear the Wildcat mask. If he delivers one more blow, he may get his wish to become a murderer. G G Grundy, you hulking idiot! Get him! Fiddler brought me here from the moon. If he say, stop you, Catman, Grundy stop you good. You really think you're tough, don't you, big man? Well, you, I've fought better men in my day, and bigger, too. And like my trainees to say, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Fall. Grundy not fall. Grundy never fall. Crunch. Wildcat gets into the kick in the back. Yeah, but you never took me on either, dummy. First cat hurts friend, then cat tries to hurt me. Then cat teases Grundy. Cat is stupid one. Cat has made Grundy mad. The marshland monster is not life as we know it. His grisly and human eyes glow with a light that we could only call supernatural.
But he is not life to us, to Wildcat. He is death. Ugh. Always, always knew I'd get myself killed running around in this stupid union suit. But always thought I'd be KO'd by some weirdo death ray. Never thought I'd have my final ticket punched out. Good lord. Goodbye, cat man. Don't you think it's a little early for Fawn Farewells, Tar Dark and Ugly? Power Girl! But, but Xanadu, he, he blasted you, buries you underground. I thought you were finished. Sorry to disappoint you, Wildcat. But both you and Xanadu misjudged how much digging a healthy young Kryptonian can do. Stop chattering, Power Girl. I first free of Xanadu's volcanic trap, too. But it's more vital that we stop Solomon Grundy than trade casebook items. Instead of boasting, apply a little muscle power here, and we can reduce the Injustice Gang's membership by one. No one stops Solomon Grundy. No one. The man-monster screams his defiance and struggles wildly, but it is as though he screams at the wind and struggles against the tide. For he battles the Great Temple Guardian, who is the first and greatest of, his, of the superheroes, and his cousin, the flames of her youth, making her even more fierce. Flames far hotter than those of a nearby cooling volcano whose pit they used as Grundy's prison. Hawkman, I didn't kill you. Guess I can't do anything right anymore. I'll forgive you this time, old friend, and I even finished off the fiddler for you. Terrific. Hardly. Xanadu has my wife, and since Superman and Power Girl were defeated by him, God only knows where Shiera is now. Hey, you saw how Soups took care of us, don't you? He must have done something to take care of Shiera, too. Uh, no, I'm afraid that wasn't possible, Wildcat. By the time we had freed ourselves, Xanadu was gone, leaving only an afterimage burning to taunt us as he did before. Some superheroes we are. We can stop Vulcan, but only after he almost kills Dr. Fate, and we drive Xanadu off, saving the city of Tokyo from being completely destroyed. But we let him take my wife again. Heroes. Ha! Huh. I'm not even sure we're men. We're what we always were, Hawkman. Mortals. Poor foolish mortals who dream they can change the world when usually they can't. But we won't stop trying, and I swear to you, old friend, we'll find Shiera if we have to cross this globe a thousand times to do it. Now, this particular panel here with Superman speaking is absolutely gorgeous. It is a headshot of Superman with Wildcat and uh, Power Girl in the background. If you have access to the comic uh, itself and you're doing something like reading along or something. Uh, let's see. Three, five, seven. Page seven, the very top, that first panel. It is a gorgeously drawn Superman by uh, uh, Wally Wood. And man, let me tell you, that is a fantastic image of the Golden Age Superman as a elder Superman uh, that we get to know him as in the, in the Bronze Age. It's just a great, great image. Let's hear Superman's speech again so we get some context. We're what we always were, Hawkman. Mortals. Poor foolish mortals who can dream. They can change the world when they usually... they can't. But we won't stop trying, and I swear to you, old friend, we'll find Shara if we have to cross the globe a thousand times to do it. On which note, reader, we shall join a similarly solemn quest already in progress. As Flash and Green Lantern stand on the scorched Egyptian sand, staring at the Sphinx and searching for the answer to a riddle, the riddle which can save Dr. Fate's life. I'm sure that Ankh symbol was a message from Fate's unconscious, that a cure could be found in Egypt, but now that we're here, how do we identify the cure? I know one thing, Giel. The Sphinx hasn't spoken in centuries, and she's not about to now. 
then let's find someone who will. Maybe a mystic. A mystic? Given more control conditions, I'd say you're crazy, but it's fate's only chance. The more I think about it, the more I like it. A seer will know, and maybe he can figure why my life is falling apart, why I let my best friend get killed. You can't blame yourself, Lantern. Kent Nelson knew what he was doing from the day he became Dr. Fate. He knew the chance he... Look! What is it? I think we found our supernatural friend, unless ordinary people have taken to riding winged horses. More on that mystery next chapter, reader. Now let us turn from the land of magic to the land of science, the JSA headquarters, where the star-spangled kid's cosmic ride is being used in a last desperate attempt to prolong the fading life of Dr. Fate. I'm glad you switched from your medical gear to your costume, Dr. Midnight. You'll need all the protection you can get if I lose control of the Kazakhrod. You're doing fine, kid. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't stand a chance of keeping Fate alive. Well, Doc, I hate to disappoint you, but I think I just blew it. <laughs> Suddenly, the rod flares into a blaze of light so bright that it can only last seconds. Brilliant, A brilliant burst like that of a star going nova, and then fading swiftly into the dying night. It's over. There's no brain activity at all, says our man. We may be able to keep his body alive a little while longer with your machines midnight, but Dr. Fate is dead. Our man, are you certain there's no reading on that screen? He can't have gone that quickly. Certain. Gangsters blinded you years ago midnight, not me. I'm the man of the hour, and I'm telling you, Dr. Fate's hour is over. Sorry, old friend. It's just hard to give up hope. It's harder to give up an old comrade, and we fought a lot of battles together once. This really hits you, doesn't it? I guess it doesn't matter how many years you play being a hero. The defeats are still just as hard to take, says the Star Spinal Kid. Dr. Midnight continues. I've seen more men die than you can know, kid, and it hurts every time just the same. Worse, when you've done all you can and it still wasn't enough. Kent Nelson was a good man, and he had a good life. A chance to fight for what he believed in, and a chance to die for it well. I only wish all men could live so nobly, and die in a good cause. There are no good deaths, our man. No good causes in which to die. In the end, there's only death. And that's what we fought so hard to prevent. The computer suddenly goes off. Attention, attention, Justice Society. Please respond. A weird alien is being is hovering over the city. The same alien who was earlier reported at the site of the Tokyo disaster. That must be Xanadu, the creature Hawkman raided us about. We're going to see some action at last. Come on, guys. Let's go, our man. Last one up the tube is a whoosh. Hey, where'd Midnight go? Good question, kid. No point. There's just no point anymore. I failed as a superhero and as a surgeon. I might as well just give up and go home. Thanks for the star-powered lift, kid. My miraculous pill induced superpowers don't include flying or even leaping over tall buildings. It's your super strength I'm counting on, Iron Man, to take care of that and leave the driving to me. He's just standing there in midair. It must be Xanadu. He even has Shira Hall in some sort of weird force field. No sense stopping here, kid. Let's go. Get him. More humans to challenge Xanadu. How foolish. Must Xanadu defeat you again and again? Or will you ever learn to bow before the Chaos Lord? Never Xanadu, and especially not while you hold Shira Hall hostage. As long as you do that, the Justice Society fights on. Kapow. Our man lays into him. Whatever it takes to stop you, Xanadu, I have it right here. Our man, watch it. You're traveling out of range of the Kazakhrod. You'll fall. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I guess the director photos won't work after all. No sweat, TikTok. I'll just adjust the rod and we'll try something new. I'll focus its power through the supercharged cells and we'll blast our friend out of the sky. Humans. Can you not grasp the majesty of the one you face? The power of Xanadu? The power that would topple your weak island civilization and put an end to your pitiful race. You face Xanadu, who will crush you and erect a world of chaos in your stead. The power courses from centuries-old fingers shooting forward with the power of pent-up millennia, only to be turned at the last possible instant by the grim determination of a youth barely two decades old, focused through the incredible technology of a starborn rod and turned back. No, for the first time in encountered eras, Xanadu has been struck a blow. By the lords of Lost Lemuria, you shall pay for this, mortal, and your death will not be a clean one. You know, our man, I like to know how we figures a corpse can tell the difference. Can it, kid? I've been a superhero longer than you've been alive, and I still don't understand these creeps. Just use the magic wand and get us down from here. I want to greet Xanadu when he lands. Especially since it looks like he's going to land in the middle of the JSA meeting room. And he crashes right through the roof. So, so, mortals, you foolishly offer to Xanadu after hearing his promise to deal with you. Then Xanadu shall forswear his plans to destroy this city of ants and concentrate his power on you instead. Prepare for your death, mortals, and for a scream that will be heard around your puny world. In the streets surround them, a hundred thousand people pause in their daily tasks to shiver at a chill that isn't in the air, for it does not take a sensitive person to feel the undercurrent of building chaotic energy as Xanadu marshals this unholy power for a killing blow. Yet for a sensitive, that chill is a thousand times more, sensitive, more intense, cold enough to reach into the grave itself. Blip. And we get Kent Nelson getting a blip back on the uh, heart monitor cold enough to shock a man whose brain has died, yet whose body lives mindlessly on, with blood artificially pumping through its veins and air forced through its lungs. Midnight overhears it. What? Faint? He's stirring? Th that can't be. But it is, Dr. Midnight. It is. Slowly his eyes blaze with the fires of life driven by a force beyond our understanding as the servant of order rises to challenge the Lord of Chaos. My God! The blast rips upward, irresistibly drawn through the rock and stone to its intended victim, arriving just as Xanadu's power reaches a crescendo of chaos, and causing a cancelling of energies, the likes of which mere mortal flesh could not withstand. I don't know what that was, kid, but I think it just added years to our lives. I I'm not sure, our man. I think Xanadu's mortals. Xanadu did not know that. Sorcerer? Our man? He couldn't mean... But now that Xanadu knows, he will be prepared, and you will finally die. No, somehow I think that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. And now we have Superman, Our Man, Wildcat, Star Spangled Kid, and Power Girl all gathered on the uh, around the hole into which Xanadu crashed through. In fact, my promotional playmate, you count yourself lucky if you walk away from this counter. Unharmed hell, he'll be lucky to walk away alive, even though Shiera hasn't been harmed. You freed her, witless one, my focus, the mortal, through whose emotions Xanadu power could grow and engulf the world. But you have not saved yourselves, for Xanadu is still the mightiest, and the power of chaos shall crush you all. An unearthly green glow lights the room, becoming more intense as the seconds pass, building to the point of becoming an all-consuming flame. 
a miniature sun whose every prominence calls for death and destruction. The death of the JSA and the destruction of the world. Suddenly, a golden ray cuts through the green, and the world goes mad. Kloom! I don't believe it. One minute he's ready to wreck the whole place in Whammo. He's back in that amber cage Hawkman found him in. It's, it's incredible. No, my friends, it is magic. Just as the force of his enchantment summoned my consciences back to my body after it had abandoned this existence, so was I able to force him back into imprisonment once his hold over Sierra Hall. His focus was ended. Tonight you have seen a dead man walk and a being who lived millions of years die. So announces Dr. Fate. And then we flip to the final page for what they are calling an epilogue. Gentlemen, I'd understand it. I'm sure I don't believe it. But I've examined Dr. Fate and he'll be fine after an extended rest. Dr. Midnight tells the rest of the team. Looks like he picked the perfect time to come out of retirement. The gang's going to be all together again. What do we radio flash and GL about this? Who says the good old days are over? I do, I'm afraid. This latest adventure has convinced me to give up my membership in the JSA. Effective immediately, friends. Consider me retired. And I insist you elect Power Girl to full membership as my replacement. What? You know, cousin, you're not such a bad sort after all. More on that later, dear reader, but for now, let us remember that there is a balance in this universe. And just as there is a justice society, there is an injustice society. And their leader, the Icicle, has plans as well. Attention, fellow members. As you know, our first attempt to eliminate the Justice Society has failed. The Fiddler and Solomon Grundy were captured, but I am confident that our next attempt will succeed. Not only are we united in greater numbers ever before, but there's a weak link in our enemy's midst. A weak link by the name of Our Man. And there we have it. That's the end of issue 63, and I gotta tell you, the art in this one was just fantastic. It's all by Wally Wood, and I tell you what, the next couple of issues are all by Wally Wood, too. I remember reading these, especially 65, um, coming up uh, in a couple episodes. That's the first one I ever got, so I uh, look forward to getting, uh, getting to those. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I apologize for the, uh, the hiatus. Um, I can't really be sure how fast... Uh, episodes will be coming out. I'm going to do my best to be a little more uh, regular. I've got a lot of things going on with uh, some writing projects that I'll uh, be able to share hopefully in the next couple months. But uh, that's taken a lot of my attention. And uh, as of course we got regular life to sort out. So thanks for tuning in to this episode and I hope to get a new episode out uh, sooner rather than later this time. Now go read some comics. <laughs>